Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 841. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 105. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Before we get into Psalm 105, let's listen to a word from this sponsor. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Psalm 105 doesn't have any preamble and telling us anything about it. It's a longer psalm again, so I'm going to do it in its entirety. It's 45 verses long. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. And so we start in praise, praising God for who he is, praising God for what he has done. And what else can we do but sing praise to God, the psalmist is telling us. And glory is named, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. You're listening to a Bible study podcast today, so I'm going to include you in those people who are seeking the Lord. And so I pray that you will be rejoicing this week. And that's what the psalmist is saying. Look to the Lord in his strength, seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Abraham, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob, he is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. So remember what he's done. We do a lot of that in Psalms. We do a lot of that. uh, The prophets tell us to do that as well. His miracle and his judgments. So all the things that he told us in terms of the law, as well as all the things he did with the people of God, especially, of course, in this context, the people of the Old Testament. But we can certainly remember what he has done in the New Testament and in our lives and in everything in between. You, his servants, descendants of Abraham, this chosen ones, the children of Jacob. And so obviously this is a psalm that originally was intended for the people of God, and that meant the children of Israel. We believe that that has been extended now to those of us who are not Jewish through the work of what Jesus did. And he's the Lord. His judgments are in all the earth. I thought that was interesting. We hear about that you're the chosen ones. You're the people of God. You, the people who are Jewish. And yet the psalmist even is going on to say his judgments are in all the earth. God is not limited to Israel. God is not limited to Judah. God is not a small God, a regional God. God is the God of all the earth. 
He remembers his covenant forever, the promises he made for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as an everlasting covenant. To you I will give the land of Canaan as the portion you will inherit. So he's saying that God made promises to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to Jacob's sons, and that he remembers those. He'll remember them for a thousand generations. And if you think of a generation as being something like 20 to 40 years, we're talking about for a very long time. And he confirms his promises that he's made. And the promises that he's talking about here are the promise of the promised land. That promise that takes them quite a while from the promise being made to Abraham until they go into the promised land. Something like 500 years. But God remembered those promises he made to Abraham and fulfilled them in his time. When they were but few in number, few indeed, and strangers in it, they wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another. He allowed no one to oppress them. For their sake he rebuked kings. Do not touch my appointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. And if you think about it, God promises Abraham his descendants will be as many as the sands on the seashore. Well, obviously not just his direct descendants. That's certainly going to kill Sarah, his wife, is who only manages to have, who has one son, but not that many. And so it takes a while to develop from a family of three into a tribe. And so during that time, as they're wandering around, as they're spending time in Egypt, as they're wandering in the desert, God is protecting them as they're growing into a people that can fill the promised land. He called down famine on the land and destroyed all their supplies of food. He sent a man before them, Joseph, sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with shackles. His neck was put in irons till what he foretold came to pass, till the word of the Lord proved him true. The king sent and released him. The, the ruler of peoples set him free. He made him master of his household, ruler over all he possessed, to instruct his princes as he pleased and teach his elders wisdom. And so we're remembering not just Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but that one son who was sent ahead into Egypt. Now, his brothers would have told you he was sold into slavery in Egypt, or maybe they wouldn't tell you that. Maybe they'd hide that from you as they did from their father and told them he died. But Joseph later understood that this was all part of God's plan. And so the psalmist is remembering this plan of God of Joseph sold into a slave, raised up to be a ruler under Pharaoh in Egypt. Then Israel entered Egypt. Jacob resided as a foreigner in the land of Ham. The Lord made his people very fruitful. He made them too numerous for their foes, whose hearts he turned to hate his people, to conspire against his servants. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron whom he had chosen. They performed his signs among them, his wonders in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made the sky dark, for had they not rebelled against his words. He turned their waters into blood, causing their fish to die. Their land teemed with frogs, which went up into the bedrooms of their rulers. He spoke, and there came swarms of flies and gnats throughout their country. He turned their rain into hail with lightning throughout their land. He struck down their vines and fig trees 
and shattered the trees of their country. He spoke, and the locusts came, grasshoppers without number. They ate up every green thing in their land, <laughs> ate up the produce of their soil. Then he struck down all the firstborn in their land, their first fruits of all their manhood. He brought out Israel laden with silver and gold, and from their tribes no one faltered. Egypt was glad when they left because dread of Israel had fallen on them. And so basically in these 15 or so verses, we get the entire story of that first part of the book of Exodus from Moses being called until the people are at the Red Sea. And all that God did and all those great wonders and marvels and plagues that were sent on Egypt to get Israel out of Egypt. And so it says, first, he caused them to be numerous and he caused and he blessed them so that they grew numerous and so much so that they were too numerous. And so he is setting them up for the situation where they will become slaves and then will get kicked out. Uh, birthed as a nation, as it were, out of the crucible, out of the womb of Egypt. He spread out a cloud as a covering and a, f- and a fire to give light at night. They asked, and he brought them quail. He fed them well with the bread of heaven. He opened the rock, and water gushed out. It flowed like a river in the desert. And so we're now moving on through bo- the book of Exodus to how God was able to care for his people in the wilderness, care for his people in Sinai as they traveled across it and then as they wandered there. For he remembered his holy promise given to his servant Abraham. He brought out his people with rejoicing, the chosen ones with shouts of joy. He gave them the lands of the nations and they fell heir to what others had toiled for, that they might keep his precepts and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. And so this whole psalm here is trying to remember basically all of the things that have happened up until entering in the promised land. So from Genesis into Exodus into Joshua are all recounted in this 45 verses. Now, that's it's great for us to sing songs like this that praise God and remember the things that he did, especially to the people of Israel. But I also wonder if we shouldn't in the same way, remember what God has done for us and remember how God has been important in our lives and how God has worked in our lives to give us direction or guidance or deliverance. And should we in fact be making Psalms like this or songs or poems Or how are we going to remember the things that God has done as the psalmist is encouraging the people of God, the people of Israel to do? And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Once in a generation, a podcast comes along with the power and eloquence to inspire us all. This show will entertain you while you wait for that one. 
Join two best friends, author and former history teacher John Driver and comedian Johnny W. for hilarious and authentic conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. You can listen to Talk About That wherever you find your podcasts or at lifeaudio.com. 